and Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 192 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, Sammy Got Mike Curry, and I'm finally back with another episode, man. It's been quite some time. It's been a little minute, but I I've still been around. Just haven't been, you know, dropping the content as much. Have been dropping some YouTube videos over the last month, though, so... You guys haven't been checking those out. Make sure you guys go check this out. I will be dropping this video on YouTube as well. But as you guys can see in the title, you guys know what's going on in the world. It's time for the NBA Finals, man. You know, the, the best of the West have advanced. The beast of the East have advanced. The Conference Finals in the rearview mirror. So we got NBA Finals to talk about as the Golden State Warriors host Boston Celtics for game one this upcoming Thursday. And it's got an action-packed episode because I'm obviously not here alone. As you can see in the title and the description, I'm putting that by myself. So let's go ahead and introduce today's guest. So first up is a guy who's no stranger to the show. He's pretty much, a, I guess you could say, a recurring star on the show. And that's my guy, the 16-year-old Phenom Bink, a.k.a. one half of the Play Through the Whistle podcast. So Bink, what's going on, bro? Nothing much. It's been a it's been a very very great month, as you know. My Celtics have advanced to the NBA Finals. It's been a great month. I've just been feeling good, and yeah, I can say one thing on our first episode of Play Through the Whistle. I predicted this exact finals. Hey, that's impressive, man. Shout out to you. Uh, and last but certainly not the least, we got the other half of the Play Through the Whistle podcast. That's my guy, Mr. Jalen Jordan. Jalen, what's good, bro? Uh, welcome to Curry in the Pot. Notice your first time, but. I know you've been an active supporter for, for years now, so what's good, bro? Glad to finally have you here. I'm just glad to be here on this great uh, great occasion, you know, finals basketball. Nothing really nothing really uh, comes together. It really shows the true potential of these NBA stars besides the finals. Uh, someone like Garnett kind of predicted this as well. I said the winner of that Brooklyn Celtics series is going to be in the finals. And then uh, also said the Warriors are going to make it out the West, so. Feel it. I mean, I definitely, I definitely saw it. Me personally, you know, I thought, you know, the winner of Brooklyn and Boston would make it to the finals, and I also thought it would either be Golden State or Phoenix. And once Phoenix, you know, got you know locked on the floor by Dallas in that Game Seven, I already knew it was going to be Golden State. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't too hard to predict. But credit to you guys for you know calling it early because. I really didn't know. I thought it could have went a couple of different ways. Obviously, we had, you know, guys getting injured, you know, first little things of the world. And we just had a bunch of stuff going on and just stuff that we just overall didn't expect. But the finals are here. And so we're going to talk about it. So we got game one of the NBA finals this upcoming Thursday. That is tomorrow. This episode will probably be released sometime tomorrow. Maybe even tonight. I can't call it for sure. So don't quote me. But yeah, man, we got the Golden State Warriors, man, who have made their six finals in eight seasons. That's very, very impressive. Um, and then we got the Boston Celtics, on the other hand, who have who are making the finals for their first time in 12 years. Uh, you guys clearly see if you're watching the video, Banks really excited, splashing the Celtics jersey right in front of us. Um, it's kind of making me sick to my stomach, you know, see <laughs> the COVID jersey in the back of the chair, but. Uh, uh, Big, let's start with you, man. What, first of all, what are your overall impressions of just both of these teams making it here? Just, just talk to me about your excitement for the Celtics, and then we'll, we'll get into some more stuff. But I want to hear from you first. Well, okay. Um, 
I'm gonna start with the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors were kind of a mystery coming into this year's playoffs just because we didn't know the health of Steph Curry. He uh, he got injured in a March game against the Celtics, and then he didn't play for the rest of the season. So we didn't know what Steph Curry was gonna be like coming into the playoffs. But we saw immediately that Jordan Poole became an emerging star in that Nugget series, and with Steph Curry coming off the bench. And then when we saw all of them come together, we knew what time it was. We've seen this at this time five out of the last seven years. We've seen them go on these runs to make the finals. And it just kind of all came together. I mean, you could say they caught a break. They probably would have beat the Suns anyway, but they didn't get to play the best team in basketball this year, which was the Phoenix Suns, at least in the regular season. But their road was still in, impressive. They beat Denver in five games. They beat the Grizzlies in six games. Granted, they didn't have John Morant for the last four, but they beat the Grizzlies in six games. And then they handled the, the Mavericks in five, which is the team that the Suns couldn't handle, even though they were up 3-2. But that's enough talking about the Warriors. You know I'm here. I'm a Celtics fan. They've had one of the greatest in-season turnarounds in NBA history. This team has been resilient through everything. The Boston Celtics have used the most different starting lineups in the playoffs. And that's and I've heard every team we beat complain about their players being injured. But the Celtics have used the most starting lineups. Their players have been injured the most. And it might not have been their stars like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, even though they've had nagging injuries. But we've seen guys like Marcus Smart be out in and out of the lineup. The defense player of the year, Marcus Smart. Another all-defensive guy, Robert Williams, being out of the, out and in the lineup. But in that, you see guys like Grant Williams step up in a game seven against the Bucks. You've seen Peyton Pritchard step up. You've seen Derek White step up in this last series against Miami. And this team has been very resilient and, in my opinion, had the toughest road to the finals. They beat the Nets, who were a championship contender. We can all say that. They beat the Nets. They handled them in four. And then they had to play the Bucks, Even without Chris Middleton, that was still a tall task to defeat Giannis, who, in my opinion, is the greatest player in basketball right now. Well, best player in basketball right now. They beat him in seven. And then Jimmy Butler, he might not bring it in the regular season, but he sure will bring it in the playoffs. And they even defeated him in seven, even with a late surge by the Miami Heat in the end. And I'm just overall just very excited for this team and how far they've come since 2013 when we traded Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen for them Brooklyn picks. Yeah. Jalen, talk to me, bro. Oh, well, I'm going to start off with the Celtics. Um, I've been a Celtics hater in this playoffs. I think every series they went into, I, I said they were going to lose. Um, it's kind of a tough pill to swallow when you realize that two of those three series, they went to game seven. They all obviously came out on top, hence why they're in the finals. Um, the Celtics handled business against Brooklyn. Um, great defensive scheme coming in. The double team Kevin Durant uh, honestly forced him to be get frustrated a lot in that series, which ultimately led to the sweep. Uh, when I look at that Milwaukee series, um, of course, no Chris Middleton is a huge factor, but you still have to get the job done no matter who you are. Um, next guy up is the motto in it. I'm pretty sure in every sports franchise, when one man goes down, the next man has to step up. And the Celtics did step up in that series, beating Giannis and Tenacumpo, who was a tough task to beat. Now, when I look in the Miami series, I thought Miami had that series. Um, you know, nagging injuries for both teams, but Miami got the bulk of it. Uh, of course, six-man of the year, Tyler Hero. Played a little bit in game seven, but clearly you could tell wasn't his best, hence why it was the lack of minutes he had. Uh, Jimmy Butler, as we've seen, um, kind of replicated that 2020 playoff uh Playoff you line. Be than the Yo, Jimmy was scaring me. Yeah. I'm going to do a YouTube video on it. I may do it after we record, but his numbers were actually better. 
not significantly better, but they were better. And we remember that everybody said the bubble was a fluke, and he completely debunked that narrative. Because in that bubble run against the Lakers, he literally put it all out on the line, ultimately losing, but he's a warrior in the playoffs. Uh, I thought he could have made a late push to make it back to the finals. Uh, ultimately, we saw the shot. Most people are saying he shouldn't have taken that shot. I, he should have took the shot. I think he should have took the he shot. He should have took the shot. Uh, the scenario is down two. He's gassed. He's played all 48 minutes. Not the first person to do it in game seven. Um <laughs> Not the first yeah, LeBron fan for all my listeners out there. So he, I knew, he, I knew he was going to somehow bring up LeBron, and he did it. He did it. He did it subtly. He did it. It was, it was a subtle thing. But <laughs> go ahead, bro. Not the first person to do it in Game Seven against the Celtics, but um, when you play it all 48 minutes, that's a tough task to do in the NBA, um, especially in the playoffs because everything's amped up in the playoffs. Uh, the shot he took was a wide open shot in transition. Um, like I said, most people are hating on him for taking a shot. I feel like that was the right shot to take. Clearly, there's a layup opportunity with a possible and one, but I don't blame him for taking that shot. Bro, if you're Jimmy Butler, you're not thinking about going to overtime. If he was like, he's a 27% three-point shooter. He shouldn't have shot that shot. You think Jimmy Butler is thinking that at that moment when he had, what, what like 36, 37, and already hit a three like that earlier in the game? And I'm thinking about getting these dudes up out of here, and that's what he tried to do. Um, but credit to the Celtics. Uh, I've been hating them this whole playoff run. I have to swallow that pill, uh, give them their flowers. That defense prevailed, and... Yeah, let's see what they do in the finals. Uh, on the other side, Golden State, um, on the Playthrough Whistle podcast, I've been saying it. There's no words to describe uh, when Curry, Clay, and Dre are on the floor together and healthy. There's no words. There's no numbers. I just think they're just, it's just chemistry. It's something that, like, you can't really analyze. You just got to say, oh, my God, or wow. Um the series that they've been through were tough. I think that Grizzly series um, with John Morant, we could have seen a little more, a uh, little more push out of the Grizzly if they had Jaw, but ultimately the Warriors win. Um, they didn't face the best team in the NBA this year, the Suns, but that's, but if you're the Warriors, you can't control what they do. Uh, we watched that game seven and we were all just surprised to see Luka Doncic have the same amount of points in the first half as the Suns whole team. Uh, with 27, which is embarrassing for the Suns organization. But credit to the Warriors. They did what, they, what I predicted them to do. Um, the finals matchup is going to be nice. Uh, we're in for a good one. We're in for a good one. For sure. All right, so I guess it's my turn. Um, we got the 2022 NBA Finals, and quite frankly, these are the two teams I dislike the most. Um, the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> um, I dislike them. Um and it, it, it's it's probably crazy and it's gonna sound crazy, but I just don't like the Warriors. Uh, they to me they kind of ruined. I don't. They didn't ruin basketball. They Iman Shumpert said this in an interview. They ruined the version of basketball that I like. And then, like I was cool with them in 2015. You know, great story, cool. But when they re up and they got Kevin Durant, I was like, nah, I don't like this team whatsoever. Like, nah, I don't want to use the word hate because. You know, that's bad for my viewership. But I just don't like this team. Steph Curry, great player. I don't like him, though. I respect him. Great player, greatest shooter of all time. You know, first ever unanimous MVP. I get all that. Cool. Uh, Clay Thompson, uh, probably second greatest shooter. Okay, cool. He, I, don't, I don't necessarily like the guy, but I mean, he's cool. Respect him. 
But Draymond Green, I don't really like that, dude. Because put Draymond Green and Clay Thompson on another team, let them be the guy, it just won't work. They'll, they'll be in the lottery every year. I mean, that's not that role No shade, but the only player I kind of like on the Warriors is probably Jordan Poole. Like, he's cool. I like his game. I like him a little bit, but and then you got the Celtics. Uh, this is the Lakers' rival, biggest rival. Um, the biggest rival rivalry in the NBA. Um, the Lakers and the Celtics both have 17 championships, so I definitely don't want to see the Celtics get, you know, championship 18. But on the other hand, I do love Jason Tatum. I've been a fan of him since, since he was at Duke. I'm a huge Duke fan, and I've always liked his game. I thought when he was in that draft, you know, the Markel Fox. Um, Alonzo Ball, De'Aaron Fox. I thought he was the best player, and I thought he would probably have a better career, and he's definitely proven me right. Um, but it's just the only bad thing is he's on the Celtics. <laughs> That's literally the only problem. But I, I, I think I like more players on the Celtics than I do the Warriors. But I just, I just can't freaking stand the Warriors. And I don't know, bro. I don't know. So uh, one thing I like about both these teams, both these teams kind of were, well, they both were built through the draft. I can respect that. That is something I definitely can respect. Um, their cores, pretty much, their cores were built through the draft. Um, obviously, you know, you pick up some players here. Outside of, like, Al Horford. Yeah, you know, like, the Celtics, they picked up Al Horford, but, you know, Derek White at the trade deadline. But, you know, their, their best players, their two best players, clearly Tatum and Brown, you can say Smart and Smart, the third best player on their team. So, and, you know, probably Robert Williams, the fourth best, so all those guys were home from home. Grant Williams, a key contributor off the bench. Say that again? I said Grant Williams, a key contributor off the bench. I thought you thought you were about to say something else. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the um the Warriors four best players, they were homegrown too. So that aspect I, I can respect and admire and appreciate because that is not something you see. I I don't think you really see it in pro sports, definitely not in basketball anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a core like that all stand together. Um, and making the finals, you know, usually teams are like buying rings and stuff like that. And, you know, with these two teams, I can definitely appreciate that aspect. Um, but I do want to shout out to Ime Udoka, you know, first year head coach, winning multiple game sevens, um, getting his team to the finals. I was a little bit unsure of them because the Celtics, they were a team where we're like, are they even going to make the playoffs? They were 18 and 21 at one point. One point. That's what the reality was. And I think the low point for the Celtics was um, that game in Madison Square Garden. With yes. Point lead. I lost all hope after RJ Barrett hit that RJ game. Barrett game winner. So I I didn't think, I mean, I figured they would get it together, but it was real legitimacy that they would miss the playoffs. Like on paper, like you're like, wow. Are they, they're going to be in the play or something, and they end up having this great surge at the end of the regular season, getting that two seed, correct? Yeah. Getting that two seed, because Miami was one, and, you know, Milwaukee got the three, because they ducked. But, you know, it is what it is. But me, personally, I'm just rooting for a good series. I think it has some great storylines. You know, Warriors um, making their sixth final appearance in eight years. Um, could Steph Curry finally capture that elusive finals MVP? I think that's on his mind. I think he really wants that. Um, for the Celtics, you know, capturing ring 18, that would be great. They would obviously have the most championships in the history of the league. And I know guys like Tatum wanted, you know, Brown, General Brown wants it. They're young. And, you know, but they got, they got vets like Al Walker, who will be playing in his first ever NBA Finals. So I think they would like to win it for them. But I just like the camaraderie the Celtics have shown. 
um, truly coming together. I don't think a team has really come together like this. From considering from where they were to where they are now, people were talking about breaking up Brown and Tatum midseason. Yeah, it, it's been a long time of ever if a team has just flip, literally flipped the switch and turned it all the way around. The Warriors, you know, I think they were in the conversation for a while. Will they make the finals? You know, will they not? But the Celtics, it was just at a certain point in time, I couldn't even fathom and think that this was a possibility. And now they're four wins away. So I'm just rooting for a good NBA Finals. Uh, let's get into some predictions, guys. Uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with Jalen. We go to Jalen. <sighs> and you have to give me your final MVP. Gotcha. We're keeping the Celtics hate train going. <laughs> We're keeping it going. Uh, I think tomorrow night we see the Celtics. Uh, Ultimately, lose game one. I think they lose by at least ten points. Uh, was, do have four two. I want to point that out for the listener. Mm-hmm. They also okay. haven't lost in the Chase Center. That, that is true. That's true. Uh, I think they take. I think the Warriors take game one in a, a blowout fashion. I think the Celtics lose by more than ten points. Uh, just all the simple fact the Warriors had the rest. Celtics coming off a, a tough game on Sunday. Um, they got catch a flight. To the Chase Center, you know, you got practice as well. And that game was tough because Miami's a tough team. Uh, uh, I don't know if y'all know, but in the uh, locker room interview, uh, the Celtics were uh, <laughs> they were laughing, talking about something. We beat the track stars. Uh, this is basketball, not track. Uh, so, you know, that, that implies. The boys are what we call tryhards. Yeah, that's, that implies there was a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of effort that had to go into that series. Um I think the Warriors take it at five. Uh, I I think I think it's That's time crazy. for time for the Warriors to get back on that. The team field. hasn't lost back to back games since January thirty January month late in January. And yeah, but they haven't played that. They haven't played the Warriors, man. They haven't played the fully healthy Warriors in the playoffs. Granted, the Warriors have been streaky. Uh, like that game in Memphis, I think it was game three. Uh, they was really, lost game two and game five in that series. Yeah, one of those games they were really streaky. Uh, I think the Warriors' ultimate demise is themselves. Um, no disrespect to the Celtics' defense. Of course, we've seen it play phenomenal in the playoffs. But I can't put into words how good that Warriors' offense is when fully healthy. So no injuries, no demise, which is kind of hard to say in the NBA playoffs. I'm going to take the Warriors in five. And I think Steph Curry gets it this year because there's no Kevin Durant. And Andre Iguodala, it barely gets minutes. So I'm going to go Steph Curry. Iguodala has not played this postseason. Yeah. Steph Curry Warriors. He's going to be available for the finals, though. Oh, yeah. He'll probably get like a minute or two. You know? <laughs> I'm going to take him for a little bit. Yeah. No, get a little possession here and there. All right, Mike, do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? Are you going to go ahead. All right, let me break this down for y'all. Oh, shoot. Let me break this down for y'all. Okay. So the Celtics have been the most unpredictable team in this year's playoffs. In, in this year's regular season in general. I think we can all agree. They win games they're not supposed to, and they lose games when they should win them, like Game Six in Miami, or like Game Five against Milwaukee. Go ahead and give it to us, bro. We know. Well, let me tell you how this is gonna go. <sighs> when the Celtics are doubted by the media, they end up showing out, and this happens. This you happened, gotta clip this segment, please. This clip. happened the whole playoff run. Mm-hmm. They were doubted by the Nets originally. Guess what? We swept them, boys. Mm-hmm. They were doubted when they lost Game Five in Milwaukee. I mean, Game Guess Five what, in Boston. Guess what, though. Guess what? We mm-hmm. won. We won back to back. Mm-hmm. Closing out that series. 
And they were doubted when they were down 2-1 in the series against Miami. Miami took game three in Boston. Everybody was saying Miami in five, Miami in six. They did it without Jimmy. Jimmy came back. We won game four. Won game five. Everybody was on the Celtics. Celtics in six. We lost game six because we that's a game we should win at home. And then we win game seven in Miami and hostile territory. So let me tell you what's going to happen tomorrow. Let me tell you what's going to happen tomorrow. The Celtics will win game one tomorrow. The Celtics will win game one tomorrow. Yeah, no. The Celtics will win game one tomorrow. And then the Warriors are going to come back and win game two. Everybody's going to be like, oh, this is going to be a real competitive series. I see Boston's actually up for the challenge. Mm-hmm. The Celtics will win games three and four in Boston. They'll Whoa. take a commanding 3-1 lead. Wow. And then they should, they should be able to take one of the games, game five or six. But then their offense get sometimes gets too stagnant, and that's what's going to happen. And Golden State will win both games five and six. Then we'll go to a game seven in the Chase Center, and everybody, and I'm sure this, everybody will be picking the Warriors. But Boston will come on top in a game seven, avoid blowing a 3-1 lead. And you know who your finals MVP is going to be? Uh, it's ahead. not even going to be the guy I have on my jersey right now. It's not going to be Jason Tatum. But it's going to be Marcus Smart. They're going to do... They're going to do, uh, do Jason Tatum. I thought. I thought. They're going to do Jason Tatum. <laughs> how they did Steph Curry in his first finals against Iguodala. I think Marcus Smart is going to play phenomenal defense on Steph Curry this series. If... Unless, like... I mean, the Warriors, they're going to switch every... They're going to make you switch everything. But I think Marcus Smart gets on him enough to the point where he can win finals MVP. And for him... And for us to win this series, he's going to have to, you know, like make his shots, score like 16, 17 in game, play good defense with Steph Curry, be the point guard of the team. And I can see Marcus Smart really winning finals. I thought he was about to say something. I was going to have to walk out. Still like it, though. Big says Celtics in seven. And Marcus Smart is... I said when the playoffs started. Celtics in seven. I've been saying that for every series. Going up 3-1. All right, so check this out, Big. You know the last time the Celtics went to the finals? <laughs> I knew this, this was man coming. right here. <laughs> and I don't even got to say the team. Um, but for me, it's tough. It's tough. Um, but I'm going to start with game one. And I do think game one isn't going to be what everybody thinks. So I actually think the Warriors are going to be pretty rusty. Um, a lot is said about, you know, rest advantage and stuff like that. But they haven't played a game. Bro, what was their, what, what was their last game, bro? Uh, last, what, Celtics played on Sunday, so they played on Friday. So last Thursday. So is it either Thursday or Tuesday? That's, yeah. that's a week, at least a week without playing. Basketball. No, it was Thursday because I remember they saying they At least a week without playing a game. Um, I think that could hurt them a little bit, especially in the early going. They're coming off with two game sevens, and yes, they were grueling, but they're what I call in rhythm. They're in sync. You know what I'm saying? They are they're rhythm. They're a great rhythm, and I think, you know, game seven, they could definitely catch the Warriors slipping. But I think. I'm sorry, game one didn't catch the Warriors seven, but I think in this series, I think it's a wrap for the Celtics, man. I, I, I got Warriors in six. Um, I'm not gonna say five. I think that's a little too disrespectful. I mean, this team has clearly showed a lot this year. Um, you know, winning two game sevens is, you know, absolutely incredible. And I definitely didn't think they would sweep Brooklyn. Um, but I will say this though, the Celtics have proved me wrong all playoffs. I, mean, I did have them winning the last series, but I thought they were going to lose to Milwaukee and definitely to Brooklyn. 
But I'm going to go Warriors at six. I just think it's too much experience, too much championship DNA. Um, these guys have been here, and it's been a while since they've been here. Obviously, you know, the Celtics haven't been here, but the Warriors, these, these guys, these core guys, you know, Steph, Clay, and Dre, they've been here. They're hungry for it. Steph Curry's hungry for the finals MVP. Um, that's probably like the only monkey on his back, to be honest. He's not winning the finals MVP. So I think he wants to win that. And I mean, on the bright side for the Celtics, these guys are young. These guys are super young. You know what I'm saying? Um, they had time, but I, I'm not going to say it like, you know, it's, it's a guarantee to get back because yeah, see, it's no guarantee see, with James Harden and Russell Westbrook. They never got back um, as a court. Obviously, KD got back, but you know, these guys, you know, it's not, it's not a guarantee they get back, but what I've seen from the Celtics, you know, I think, I think they have the chance to get back. I know I was trolling earlier, but they not going back for 20 years, but I, I think, I think the Celtics could definitely get back um, at some point, but I just think it's the Warriors. And I, I, I hate to say either team's going to win this, but somebody has to, uh, I'm going to go Warriors in six, Steph Curry finals in the Any, um, any extra remarks? All right. The last thing I'm going to say about this is that Although the Warriors do have the experience, I think the greatest equalizer is the fact that the Celtics have played three championship caliber teams in their playoff run. Very true. Um, they did beat, you know, the NBA champion, um, Milwaukee Bucks, reigning champion. I don't know if the Nets, I mean, the Nets on paper were a championship caliber yeah. team. So that's what and that was technically our closest series due to court differential. All those games finished. True. true. And he were a team that made the finals um, just two years ago. So. You're right. I mean, you guys did play, you know, oh, I guess you could say the gauntlet of the um, pathway to the bottom. Up, that's why you said when you're running from nobody. All right, Jalen, any extra remarks? Hey, let me tell you, Garnett, let me break it down to you. <laughs> <laughs> let me break it down to you. So it's that ESPN told me. Um, y'all beat everything that eliminated y'all in three, three consecutive years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooklyn 2019. No, Brooklyn was 2021. That was last year in the first round. 21. Milwaukee was 2019 in the second round. And the Heat Miami was 2020. Was 2020. That ridiculous band block. I remember that in the bubble. Um, that is impressive. Yeah, I heard you remind Jason Tatum about it a lot. Uh, that was impressive. That's impressive. Another stat um, Warriors have 123 combined games in the finals. Celtics have zero. It's great. Hey. We've been defying experience the whole play front. Experience. KD, Kyrie, and the Nets have more experience. Milwaukee just made the finals. The Heat have more experience. I don't care about that. Experience plays a factor, Bank. But I know you know this. I tell you a lot. You'll never see one of your teams win a championship. (laughs) (laughs) I'm holding true to that narrative. We'll be holding true to it after June 19th. That's game seven. Oh uh, yeah, it's not gonna go that far, sweetheart. What I say, June thirteenth. That's a that's game five of that game six. I, I, I can't tell you. I think that's game five. So, uh, yeah, you're not gonna see that. Uh, I can't give it to y'all. I can't. The Warriors are too. I, I'm not mad at you, Don. The series could go either way. I have it going seven, which means it could go there, literally either way. There was a time in life where I hated the Warriors uh, frequently. Um, 2016. I mean, 2015 through 2018, I couldn't stand the Warriors. He was Steph Curry. Uh, said yeah, I mean, you should have saw this finals in 2017 if Kyrie didn't get hurt. <sighs> you know what we did see in 2017, though? <laughs> Masterclass. Anyway. Uh, 
Warriors in five, man. That's all I gotta say. Warriors in five. That's that's disrespectful, but okay. Uh, all right, so Jalen has Warriors in five. I have Warriors in six. And Bink, he said he's not been a homer with his valid points. He has Boston in seven. Uh, let's move on to some news that broke um, right at the beginning, or right before game. I think it was game six or game seven. Um, was the Lakers hire on head coach Darvin Ham? Um, what are you guys' thoughts on the hire? Uh, Jalen, since you're a LeBron fan, LeBron's at the tail end. Um, what do you think of the hire? Uh, I like the hire. Uh, funny thing I saw from that hire was the TikTok of LeBron scoring on him. So it was kind of funny because it's another coach LeBron has played against, and now he's uh, being coached by him. Last coach of that uh, nature was Luke Walton, his first year in uh, Los Angeles. And that was a tough year. Um, I like that team. I really did like that team, man. You know, that team had a lot of potential. Yeah, the injuries of LeBron LeBron getting hurt on Christmas. Uh, I love that Lonzo Ball and LeBron connection. Uh, I just like that team. Um, Besides that, I feel like it was a great hire. Um, LeBron being on the tail end of his career, um, there's nothing much more he could do besides get the. Scoring time, not the scoring time, points, most points ever scored in a career, and uh, ultimately win some more championships. Um, for a Lakers team itself, there's a lot of improvements that need to be made. Um, I'm a little eerie on Russell Westbrook. I feel like it's it's not as bad as James Harden. Um, James Harden going to Philly, honestly, was. Uh, we all thought it was going to be a great, great match of uh, great jailing him and Joel. I, I didn't think that. They oh, both shut up, Shut up, shut up. I, I didn't you. really think that either. They, they both get hurt too often. <laughs> that is true, but on the court, I thought they were going to be good together. Uh, the thing with Russell Westbrook is that, was a, that wasn't a, his best season, as we know. Uh, we're used to seeing that Russ getting those triple doubles, uh, 30 points with those triple doubles as well. wasn't his best season. Um, but the blame shouldn't all be on Russell Westbrook. That's why I feel like he needs another chance. Um, some of that blame needs to go to Anthony Davis. Uh, you know, you can't, nothing you really can do to pre- prevent an injury, but him not being on the floor is a key key part in the demise of the season. Um, LeBron approaching age 38. Uh, he's going to start slowing down soon, even though he has been going up. I feel like, you know, he's almost hit that point. Um, I feel like with the coaching hire, if we can get back to that, get back in the playoffs with the healthy team, it's going to be nice. There's things to be worked out in the front office, of course, with the roster and all that. But with the hire, I feel like we're going to be good as long as we make those key changes to the roster. Okay. So, so I'm going to keep it a little shorter. Um, look. Darvin Ham, he could bring some of those defensive tactics from Milwaukee. And although the Lakers' offense was, wasn't was the best last year, their defense was horrible. And um, if he could bring some of the defensive tactics, probably get some more athletic guys in there. I think you can see Russell Westbrook kind of thrive in a role where he's more like just finishing in the open court and cutting off of backdoor screens if the Lakers choose to run some of those and just, you know. It's more about integrating Russell Westbrook, in my opinion, because I think Anthony Davis and LeBron are going to get theirs when it's time for them to get theirs. But I think if you could employ some of those defensive tactics, get teams kind of frustrated, keep them in lower scoring games, I think the Lakers could flourish. And yeah. 
for me, um, you know, that's Lakers are my team, obviously. Uh, I was a little wary and, you know, just because it's it's a guy coming off a of Mike Budenholzer staff for crying out loud. I don't think highly of Mike Budenholzer, but he's received a lot of praise from, you know, people across the league that's making it. It's like really getting me excited about this hire. First of all, I didn't think the candidates out there were, you know, the, the most amazing candidates out there to begin with. Um, so I think, you know, he was the best. And I definitely think, you know, uh, he deserves to, you know, deserves a shot. And, you know, I'm also, you know, rooting for everybody that's black. And now this is the first time that half the league's coaches are African-American. So I like that. I'm really excited for that. But yeah, I think the Lakers could be good next year. Um, I Like Jalen said, I put the blame, I put almost all the blame on Anthony Davis. I just didn't talk about it publicly, but uh, you know, the Lakers brought you here to be, you know, the guy uh, while LeBron is, you know, in the end of his career. Also brought you here to be the guy when LeBron is gone. You haven't been available. You got to be available. Um, Russell Westbrook will have a bounce back season. Um, but Frank Vogel was an unfortunate scapegoat. I thought he was a good coach. Um, they got rid of all of his defensive personnel. Um, so maybe you can bring some defensive personnel back. Some guys, you know, like Caruso, like KCP, those, when the Lakers won the championship, they had the best defense, so they have to get back to that. Um, but I think Garvin Ham could, you know, bring some of those principles that Bink was talking about. And yeah. Um, so lastly, before we get out of here, uh, Bink, can you give me that Knicks stat real quick about a Knicks player making the finals each year? Oh, each of the 76 years in NBA history, a former New York Knicks or a player that eventually goes on the New York Knicks have made the finals. And this year, it approved. Blue Cornette got in the Celtics roster as in the finals, and he was a former New York Knicks. Trading. So to make your team, so, so to make the finals, these GMs need to start signing former New York Knicks or get a player on a one-year deal and tell them to go to the Knicks right afterwards. Keep them on the roster next year, Lakers. Um, but before we get out of here, want both of you guys to plug the podcast real quick. Go ahead and plug Play Through the Whistle, and we're going to wrap this thing up. All right, so yeah, um, the podcast is Play Through the Whistle. You can find us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Yeah, the whole shebang. And in the YouTube, TikTok, or Instagram, you're going to find a link tree. You can find me on Twitter. And yeah, you can find our personal Instagrams. But yeah. For sure. I, I know nothing to be said. Um, we're getting back in the group of recording episodes. So uh, just watch out because we have a lot of content in store. And uh, I want to thank you for inviting us on here on this magnificent magnificent platform to uh, voice our opinions and uh, shout out our podcast. So thank you for inviting us. Oh, for sure, man. You know, there's more to come. Um, but yeah, I want to shout you guys out and congratulate you guys on the podcast. I know it's been probably like a year in the making, but I'm glad you guys are finally launched it and finally doing your thing. You know, if there's anything I can help, you guys know you can reach out to me, man. You know, you know if you guys need, you know, any tips or anything, or just anything, man. I'm here for you guys. You guys already know that, man. So again, congratulations on the podcast. And, you know, I look forward to seeing, you know, more content. And of course, I'm awaiting my invite on that thing, man. You know, you know how I, you know how I get down, man. But yeah, we're gonna have some fun in the future, man. But to my audience, it's been a quite some time. And I wanna thank everybody for listening. I wanna thank everybody for the continued love and support. If you guys got all the way to the end, man, go ahead and hit me up and let me know if y'all want me to hop on IG live after each game in the NBA finals. I think I'm gonna do that. I definitely I'll get on there with you. Hey, we could do that, man. We could definitely do it. 
um, on my on my um, on my podcast page, Current Pop Podcast, on Instagram. So make sure you guys give me a follow. Also check out the YouTube channel. Drop some videos up there. I think I'm gonna get back and uh, drop some uh, NBA Finals videos. I might do the Jimmy Butler video. I don't know, man. I feel like I got time. But one thing, everybody for listening. Thank you guys for the continued love and support. I want to thank uh, the two co-hosts of Play Through the Whistle Podcast. And I am signing out. Episode number one ninety two is done. Peace. I'll do seven. <laughs>